Good morning. Good morning. Let's try that again. Good morning. Good morning. I know I'm getting old and I know my hearing isn't what it used to be, but man supposed to be talking to the lively stones of the church of Christ. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, <laughs> some cheap labor out there, boy. <laughs> cheap labor out there. I hope everyone is doing great this morning. I always say God has done the, the greatest, the hardest part of the work pertaining to the day. He woke us up. Amen. He woke us up and we didn't play not a role in it. Amen. He woke us up Amen. and we should be thankful unto him. So it's up to us to do what we're supposed to do being that he woke us up. And surely if he woke us up, he has, he has a purpose for us. Amen. Amen. So guess what? It's up to us to figure out that purpose, which the answer is simple. It's in the word of God. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God. Keep his commandments. Why? Well, this is the whole duty of man. Is that all right? Before I get into my lesson, I would like to say happy belated Merry Christmas and happy holidays, all that other good stuff who I haven't sent a text to or spoken to and uh, hopefully you had a wonderful holiday uh, celebration with family, friends or whoever you got together with and hopefully you got some rest too. Good to see Sister Mildred back among us and uh, you've been missed. But I do want to share this and I sent an email out late last night. It's a recognition. It's a dear brethren, we take a moment to recognize your evangelistic efforts. You were in the top 25% talking about the Locust Grove congregation. In circulation of all congregations participating in the House to House Heart to Heart program this year of 2020. We know that the leadership of the church often goes without recognition, but we express our appreciation for your interest in souls in building up your congregation. It is our goal to be a part of the church reaching the world with the gospel in this generation. We are so thankful to be co-workers with you in contributing to that goal. With men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Matthew 19, 26. And uh, it's a certificate presented. And with the pandemic kicking off, in March, you know, normally every month we would go out door knocking. And uh, being that we kind of came to a stalemate on that, we didn't stop evangelizing. Over the past, really over the past year, every month we do a mass mailing of different areas of Henry County. We, we cover, uh, well, and outside of Henry County, it, from Jackson, Jenkinsburg, uh, Locust Grove, Hampton, uh, McDonough. I think the mail out now is uh, in the McDonough area. So everybody throughout the whole area, surrounding area around here, has been getting literature from us and uh, inviting them to come worship with us and just introducing them to God. Folks, the evangelism efforts never stop. Never stop. When, when there comes a point 
where we stop evangelizing, it's time for us to be buried. Because that's really the hardcore true mission of what the church is about, to evangelize the world. So that's what we've been up to. Just because we haven't been getting together as a group going out, we're still getting the word out there. We still have our radio program. And, you know, I'm encouraged from time to time I'll be out somewhere. And people will just mention, they'll say, hey, aren't you that guy that come on Sunday morning? <laughs> and I'm careful about answering that because <laughs> it's like, who have I made mad now? But nevertheless, I have gotten some very positive comments. And they said that they are faithful listeners. And they enjoy, the, you know, the 15-minute lessons that are presented. And uh, just keep praying, folks, and let us just continue to keep working. We have a job to sow the seed. It's not our job to grow the tree. Our job is to sow the seed. And wherever it falls and whatever good ground it hits, you know what? God is going to see that it gets what it needs. Amen. Amen? Amen? So stay prayerful and keep Supporting the work here, the mission of the church, and uh, that we may continue to glorify God and lift up Christ. Amen? Amen. Bobby, we weren't able to do that? Uh, or am I supposed uh, to be doing something? <laughs> Bobby getting old, he. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this morning, we would like to talk about a topic the audit is on the front of the bulletin. The audit. When I, when I used to work in human resources, I used to be one that went out to different institutions, prison institutions, and I would audit their human resource departments. And it involved many components, and it's a serious issue. Sometimes people lost their jobs because of it. Sometimes people got reassigned because of it. And other things happen. And then sometimes people got, you know, high recognitions for the great work, you know, the good work that they were doing. Mm. But every, nobody liked audits. I didn't like doing them. And I definitely didn't like it when someone came to my shop to audit me. But you know what, folks? There's going to be a grand audit one day. And you know what? No one is going to be excused. There are 12 months in a year. How many months did you dedicate more time to Christ than the world? These past 12 months. There are 52 weeks in a year. How many weeks reflected giving God your first fruits as commanded? There are seven days in a week. How many days in each week glorify God as your head? There are 24 hours in each day. How many hours in each day describe you as the Lord's workmanship? 60 minutes in each hour. 
How many minutes are used each day to lift up Christ? There are 60 seconds in each minute. How many seconds of each minute do you thank God for his blessings? It says when the audit of life is conducted and completed. Hebrews 9.27 is that audit I'm referring to. For as it is appointed unto man once to die. After this, the judgment. How well will your life balance out? With the commandments of God. Doing those audits. I was speaking of. You had a guideline. That you use. To see if people were operating within compliance. Of the scope of the job. Sounds simple. It really was. The guidelines say this is the step you follow to do A, B, C, D. These are the things you should do to follow within the guidelines, A, B, C, D. But you know what? Many people had a problem following guidelines. And it resulted in them being written up. Sometimes the findings were, were minor. Sometimes we would call it, we would just give you a verbal warning. Sometimes you receive a, a write-up. But then there were those situations where we call them significant findings. Simply meaning you just didn't pay attention. You just did it the way you felt like doing it. Way outside of the scope and the guidelines that are written. Well, the guidelines are written for a reason. For you to follow. And if you take it upon yourself not to follow those guidelines, it can cause a problem with the operation, the overall operation of the shop. Well, no different spiritually. We have a set of guidelines called the Word of God. And believe it or not, it's only difficult when you choose not to prepare your mind and your heart to obey them. It can be a downright struggle. When you don't deny yourself. And you decide that I want to do more what I want to do. Rather than what God say. Or you can humble yourself. And just say not my will. But thy will be done. That grand audit is going to come one day. For each and every one of us. I believe it is 2 Corinthians 5 and 10. Where it says. Well we all must appear. Before the judgment seat. Of Christ. To give an account of the things. That we've done. In this body. Whether they be good. Or evil. There's an audit coming folks. And my question this morning. Is very simple. Is it going to balance out for you? Which way is the scale going to tip? Is it going to tip more for the world that you spent majority of your life and time pleasing yourself and others concerning worldly things? Or is it going to tip more toward heavenly things? That the things of God were more important than the things of this world. 
I asked Brother Bobby to put this calendar up here, this clock. And I just want to take a couple of moments for you to just look at that. Just look at it. Every time I look at this, it just blows my mind. Over seven, what is it, billion? Seven billion people in the world. And people are being born, but people are dying just as fast. This is present time. That's mind-blowing. And guess what? One day that number is going to include you. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen? Amen? One day, one of those clicks is going to include you. It's going to include me. This is mind-blowing when you stop and think about this. People are dying and people are being born just as fast as they're dying. And I often look at the number of deaths today, 65,128, How many were ready? How many were ready? That's a lot of people dying every day. How many were ready? How many were ready for the audit? That, that's, that's my question. How many were ready? Was everyone given a fair chance to be prepared? Yes. Absolutely. Think about this. God couldn't be just if he did not give everybody the appropriate, the appropriate chance Amen. to be saved. Right? right? So every single person, as this click and this number goes up of deaths today, everybody had a chance. But see, the problem is, People don't utilize the opportunity when it's presented. Amen. You think about what I mentioned just earlier, the mail-outs we do and everything. It, it, it includes the invitation of what one must do to be saved. You know, some people could get something in the mail and they could discard it. They could throw it away. But you know what? Sometimes you just don't understand what you're throwing away. Sometimes you try to share the gospel with a person and they just say, look, I'm just turning off. I don't want to talk about religion. And you know what? That was their opportunity. And one day they're going to be among that number clicking. 
And you will say, well, how, how could God do that? No one ever said, no, 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 uh, someone tried. You wouldn't listen. You wouldn't listen. So I'm, I'm asking you. Wow. That's mind-blowing. And one day, you're going to be one of those numbers. You know, people talking about making all the big plans about the new year and doing all that. Folks, this year not over yet. Amen. I think in the accounting area, they call it reconciling. They, 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 they haven't done it. God haven't done the complete reconciling yet of 2020. There's still some more that's going to leave here Amen. in 2020. There's still some who are going to leave here. I'm not saying here at Locals Grove per se. Could be, but that's God's business. Amen. But I'm simply saying there are some people who are still scheduled to leave in 2020. Amen. This clock is not going to stop clicking. How much preparation have you put into making sure your audit is balanced in the end? What distracts us from making sure that everything balances out with the audit? Cares of this world. Cares of this world are the distractions that we deal with. And the sad part is the things that God commands us not to be concerned about are the cares that end up separating us from God. No man can serve two masters for either he will hate this, the one and love the other. Mm -hmm. Or else he will hold to the one. And despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Mm -hmm. Let me say that again. You cannot. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. What it said. You can't do it. Mm -hmm. Therefore I say unto you. Take no thought for your life. Take no thought for your life. Take no thought for your life. Does that really mean what it says? Take no thought for your life. You know what? It means exactly what it says. Because when I start taking thought for my life, I'm trying, I start entering into an area of concern that should not be a concern of mine. Because when I start taking thought for my life, I began to become over inquisitive and, and it, that, that goes into worrying. That goes into being overly concerned about matters. And guess what? Eventually it just draws me away from God. Amen. It, it takes my 
attention from depending on God and believing that God is going to do what he said he's going to do to me believing that, hey, I have to do something. I have to make this happen. No, you don't. This says take no thought for your life. What you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. Is not life more than meat and the body than raiment? Legitimate questions. What are your answers? You don't answer out loud, answer to God. Answer to Jesus. That's who asked the questions. The first one he asked. Is not the life. Is not your life more than me? So answer that to the Lord. Not out loud. In your mind. Answer that to him. You will say. Yes. Well why you worry? The second question, and the body, then raiment? Answer that to the Lord. But we, we compete. We compete in how we dress and trying to dress and keep up with the world. Amen. Closet full of stuff that Just say bye. Just say bye. You ain't going to get in it. You're not going to get into it again. Behold the fowls of the air. For they sow not. Neither do they reap. Nor gather into barns. I love that. Nor gather into barns. The fowls of the air live day to day. No storerooms. No deep freezers. No refrigerators. They just live. The sun come up, many of them will come out. And they'll come out and they'll start Feeding in the grass, they'll fly around, they'll go out into the field, get worms or whatever. And all through the day, they just feed. They just feed on whatever they can find, wherever they can find it. When the sun go down, guess what? They go roost. You don't see birds flying through there with bags hanging up under them. Saying, hey, I'm taking this back to the crib for a late night meal. They just live from day to day. Behold the fowls of the air. For they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Here's another question to ask the Lord. 
to answer, are you not much better than they? Do, do, you, do you see yourself better than just an old fowl of the air? You say, of course. Well, why don't you trust God the way they do? Huh? See, it boils down to faith. But that's why the Hebrew writer said in Hebrews 11 and 6, without faith, it's impossible to please him. Well, he that cometh to God must first believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. The birds, they, look, they depend on God. And every now and then, you know what? You have people who put bird feeders out in their yard. And you got people, I laugh at Sister Tillman. Sister Tillman loves to feed the birds. She'll get old bread and crumbs and stuff. Sister Tillman is the only person I know got birds, wild birds, small. <laughs> she don't just throw the bread out there and then Sister Tillman bake the bread. <laughs> she bakes it where it's like toast. Then she give it to the birds. These birds eat in style. <laughs> but see, but still, that's God working in the favor of the birds. God can touch the hearts of us to throw food out to the birds. The birds don't have to come knock on anybody's door saying, you got anything to eat? Because God provides. So my question is, why don't we trust God like the birds? Say, so, well, brother man, it, it, it's different. How? 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 If it was so different, why didn't Jesus say it? Huh? Now don't go putting words in Jesus' mouth. Don't go creating some situation that's not true. Amen. You either have faith or you don't. Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubic unto his stature? Just one. Just one. None of us. Worrying only, worrying only creates one thing. Sin. And why take you thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. How do you perceive yourself in the sight of God? Do you perceive yourself to be 
his creation or do you just see yourself in this world as something you're trying to build? Maybe that's the problem. See, you only see you for who you see you as. You have forgotten what really matters in this life. What really matters is how does God see you? Therefore, I'm sorry, wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? God created us, and he knows it's not his will for us to walk around naked. Amen. Amen. But some of us, we're, we're so ungrateful that if, if, it don't, if, if it don't have a certain label, mm-hmm. we act like we can't wear it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's another lesson. Therefore, take no thought, saying, what we shall eat, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed. For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. For after all these things... Do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly father knoweth. That ye have need. Of all these things. Jesus said you know what. That's what the worldly folks. Set their affections. And focus on. That's what they're seeking after. To impress. Is that what your Bible says in verse 32. What one of your other brothers read it? Maybe, maybe you think I got a trick Bible up here or something. <laughs> Verse 32. One of your brothers read it. For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. He knows our needs. And the problem with many of us, we're confused about needs and wants. And we spend majority of our lives seeking to please ourselves with wants. And that's why God gets sidetracked out of the picture. Because we spend our lives searching and, and, and working, trying to satisfy ourselves because of our wants. Man, you're never going to stop wanting. You're never going to stop wanting. He said, for after all these things do the Gentiles seek. The Gentiles seek. Who are the Gentiles? The unbelievers. They spend their time seeking and trying to impress and dress in a certain way. And putting things and everything before what's truly important. What's truly important 
Read the next verse, 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. God simply says, learn to trust me. Learn to depend on me. Learn to stop doubting me. I'll bless you. I'll take care of you. He's given the illustrations. He's given the comparison to the fowls of the air, the lilies of the field and everything. He said, I will provide for you. But you got to have faith in me. How many weeks, how many months, how many hours, how many seconds, how many days in this past year in 2020 did we waste seeking like the Gentiles to put on a front, to wear a mask, to put on a facade and wear a facade of someone that we're really not. Man, why not just be a grateful, thankful Christian? What's wrong with that? What's wrong with just being a, a, a humble Christian? We work ourselves into an early grave only to end up in an audit situation where guess what? It don't balance out. So what did you accomplish in the life? In the eyes of God, nothing. Nothing. Because the whole duty of man is to fear God. Keep his commandments. That's the whole duty of man. Last, take therefore no thought for the morrow. For the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. We have enough to deal with day by day. Amen. Day by day. You know what? There's enough evil to have to deal with today than for you to be concerned about, you know, it, it get me when people talk about, oh, I got to get ready for tomorrow, I got to prepare for tomorrow. Well, you can die and go to hell today. <laughs> Folks, the word of God means what it says. And if Satan can get you distracted to deviate from what's written here, you know what? You may, you may say to yourself in your own mind, I'm not doing anything so bad. Mm. Well, that's according to your own understanding. But what does the word of God say? It says, you know what? You need to build yourself up today. You need to strengthen your faith today. You need to seek first the kingdom of God today. You need to put first thing first today. Concerning your soul today. Not tomorrow. Today. Prepare today. 
is getting late in the evening. And the sun is going down. And when the sun go down, folks, no man shall be able to do any work. The numbers are still going up, folks. Wow. The numbers are still going up. Are you ready? Because you're going to be in that number one day. You're going to be in that number one day. Are you ready? And here's, here's the catch, folks. Here's the catch. How soon will you be included? You don't know, do you? You don't know, do you? I don't either. But I know I'm going to be included one day. And it could be today. <clears throat> You know, folks, folks have these old fables. They said, well, you know, the closer we get to the end of the year, people start leaving in threes. People start leaving in twos and all that. No, when it's just time to go, it's time to go. You're going to be in this number one day, and so am I. God allowed us to come to an understanding of a lot of things but you know what he won't let us know exactly when God is so good that sometimes he will allow us to get sick and he will give the doctors the ability to give us a, a, a pretty decent time frame of how much time you got left and some folks see that as, oh, that's such a terrible thing. Something. No, no, no. That's a blessing. Man, if, if, if I'm told I only have two weeks, man, what do you think that two weeks should be focused on? Making sure I got it right. Folks say, I, I have to do some traveling. I have to go. You're crazy. <laughs> I want to make sure every I is dotted, every T is crossed. And you know what? Because when I make this transition, there's no second chance. Mm. And God was so merciful that he gave me that warning. But to be honest, he has given all of us a warning. That's why he said, be ye ready. Because you don't know the day or the hour. What's your audit results looking like? Huh? If you could just flash back over the last 12 months. Is everything balancing out? Is it balancing toward God? Serving Him? Seeking first the kingdom of God? Did you present your body a living sacrifice? Holy and acceptable unto God? 
or did you take things into your own hand somewhere along the course of the year and you just felt there were just some things I needed to do. I didn't have time to wait on God. The results are coming. But here's the thing. These audits I was talking about at the beginning, after you, get, after you find your results, they'll give you a certain amount of time to go back and make corrections to see if you're fit enough to run that department to control the operation. This audit, you don't get a second chance. When you close your eyes, that's the final rating. What will it be? Hmm? Get yourself right. Get yourself right. Because you're going to be off. What's our song, Sydney? Bible 473. 473 is our invitation song. If you have a need to put Christ on it,